Thanks for joining us for Open Bible Online today. Open Bible Baptist Church has been in South Jersey for over 60 years. We love this community and we want to be a help to you. In order to help us help you in the best way possible, would you do us a favor? Please fill out the digital connection card posted in this link. Here you could post prayer requests and also ask any questions you may have about Open Bible. If you'd like to give today, you could give online in less than two minutes. Visit openbiblenj.org for more information. Thanks again for joining us today. Now enjoy the service. All right, good evening, folks. Uh, before I get started, I just want to thank everyone who prayed for me last week and sent me their best wishes. If you didn't know, I was uh, laid up in the hospital with pneumonia <laughs> the day before Independence Day, 4th of July, which is why I couldn't participate in the softball game that I looked forward to for like six weeks. <laughs> but anyway, um, I, do, I just want to thank you for your prayers and your thoughts and the people who called me and reached out to my wife uh, that it feels good to be loved. It really does. It's, um, and I think that's, I want to say this correctly, what you should expect from your church. And I think a lot of you guys, for lack of a better word, performed well, did very well. It gave me <clears throat> a great sense of hope in my church, um, a sense of unity. So even in what we might consider an awkward moment time for our church, it was evident that people still reach out, still care, see, see the smallest things. So I praise God for you tonight. <clears throat> So, given that, tonight I want to give a simple, familiar message. A message that I hope that you've heard many, many times. And if you have not heard that many, many times, then somewhere along the line we are failing our mission. I want to talk about our mission. <laughs> Three words about our mission. <clears throat> it's the same message, the same mission. The same message, the same mission. Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, that you have brought us here tonight, Lord, for this particular moment. We thank you, Lord, that you have continued to extend grace to this place we call church. We thank you, Lord, for the mercies that you've given us that we survive and function every day. Father, we pray, Lord, that we be obedient to your call, that these words will, be, will come by your spirit, that we may be all moved and motivated. We love you, Lord, but you love us more. And we thank you, God, for being our God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. If we could turn to Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 40, where we're looking at verses 6 through 11. Isaiah chapter 40, verses 6 through 11. That is Old Testament, major prophet, 
If you have the same Bible I have, it's on page 636. Isaiah chapter 40. You know, the book of Isaiah is probably one of the books that refers to the prophecy of Jesus the most. That talks about the coming of Christ. Almost even specifics of the order of events of how that's going to work. And we're not going to get into all that tonight, but what we will get into is what he said concerning some of these things. So I'll read chapter 40, Isaiah, starting at verse 6. The voice said, cry, and he said, what shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all goodliness thereof is as of the flower. The voice... uh, The grass withers, the flower fades, because the spirit of the Lord bloweth upon it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Verse 9. O Zion, that bringeth good tidings, get thee up to the high mountain. O Jerusalem, that bringeth good tidings, lift up thy voice with strength. Lift it up, be not afraid. Say unto the cities of Judah, behold your God. You know, when we look at this passage, we look at this has a clear message of what the mission should be and what the message should be. It is a reminder for tonight of our mission, if you will, to come back to center. The reason why we're here in the sense of that So much is going on, so much change, so much to think about. It is a major change in any organization when the leadership turns over, a major change. It's almost like the ship is rudderless now. It's as if all of the navigational features that you may have in your car suddenly crashed. It's as if that you are hiking a trail and following the blue markers or the AT markers, and all of a sudden you come to a fork in a road and there's no markers. But you, know, you, you now stand there confused. Do I go left? Do I go right? Do we continue forward? Do we stop? Do we turn around? I'm here to tell you it's none of those except one, the mission stays the same. The message is the mission. The message is the mission. In this passage, Isaiah is is charged to tell, to proclaim, to shout out. Two major points here. The first point is, is that all is as flesh. I mean, all is as flowers. We are have flowers, has grass, has a field growing. Susceptible to the changing conditions of the weather. So what happens if we don't get enough water? We dry out. What happens if it get too much water? Then we become susceptible to 
viruses, funguses that come upon plants. What happens if there's a forest fire? What happens if somebody just walks over us? We're broken. So Isaiah is here saying to this, he says, the grass withers, the flowers fade, because the spirit of the Lord blow upon it, and surely the people are grass. He goes on to say, the grass withers, the flower flares, but the word of God shall stand forever. Isaiah here talks about the frailty of the human life, of the human being. He says that you will all die. We will all die. And do you know why we will all die? We will all die because sin still reigns on earth. See, when Adam was charged in the garden, you could do what you need to do, but surely if you eat of this tree, you will surely die. And you know the story. Adam ate of the tree, and now death becomes all of us. We will all face death. No matter how saved you are, no matter how good you are, no matter how healthy you are, we will all face death. I had a reminder this weekend that that will happen because I got pneumonia and have no idea to this day how I got it. I could be doing the very same thing that I contracted this infection. But worse than that, ladies and gentlemen, I had no symptoms of pneumonia, at least not to my knowledge. I thought I had COVID. I had a 100-degree temperature for five days. After the third day, I was getting concerned. The fifth day, I woke up, said, maybe I need to go see somebody about this. I thought I had COVID. I passed two COVID tests. The doctor said, you have pneumonia. I had no cough. I wasn't wheezing. My chest did not hurt. There was no gurgling in my breathing, if you will. I had no idea that I had pneumonia. Which, having thought about that, says, reminds me, it's like, man, I, I really am fragile. I am fragile. Life can be sucked from me at any time. And so when I think of this, Except for the grace of God, do I stand here tonight talking to you? But this goes for all of us, saved and unsaved. See, the beauty of being saved is that we don't fear death because we know that we will be transitioning to be with our Lord and Savior. Amen? Death does not frighten us. Maybe how we die might concern us. But the idea of leaving this earth does not frighten us. In fact, when we get to a certain age, to be quite honest, we look forward to that. Because we hear them say, I'm ready to go home. I'm ready to go home. I'm tired, Lord. I'm ready to go home. The unsaved doesn't say that. The unsaved, to the very end, tries to do everything they can to prolong their life. The unsaved does everything they possibly can do to extend their life. In fact, there is conversation now called cryogenics that folks are 
planning to freeze themselves or have themselves frozen so that when the cure for the disease that they have that brought them to death is found, discovered, released, they can be thawed out and cured. Why do you want to live that long? <laughs> Why not go to heaven? But you know, some people don't go to heaven because they don't know. In fact, Colin made clear to us not more than 10 minutes ago what it means to be an unreached people. What it means to be an unreached people. So the message, same message, same mission. In this day and age, we look forward to the new things. I have a new cell phone. I really have limited idea how to work it. I've never had an electronic device that I've got full use of its functions. Never. Like my computer, I, I, get, I don't have, know how to use all of its functions. My cell phone, I will never know how to use all of its functions. Even some of the toys that I've had growing up, never was able to use all of its functions. But I had to have it because I needed what's new, what's contemporary, what's shiny, what's bright. So even in our churches, we seem to be moving that direction. What's new, what's contemporary, what's shiny, what's bright? What can we let go of so we can get more of? And so now in our contemporary churches, doctrine is being watered down more. The acceptance of deviant behavior to bring our numbers up, to make our message, in some cases, more palatable, more tasteful, more easy to swallow. This can't go on because the same message, same mission. See, some things are not negotiable. And so Isaiah says, the people are like flowers. They will wither. They will all die. And we will all die because sin reigns. But the word of the Lord endures forever. The word of the Lord endures forever. And that is the mission. That is the message. That is the message. That is the mission goes either way. The word of the Lord endures forever. You see, we pray a list. We have a list of some 30 people that we are praying for their salvation. But our prayer is, who is talking to them? How are they getting the message? See, the mission is to get them that message. See, we're praying for missionaries to go out because they have a message and their mission is to get that message out. We're praying for unreached areas because the mission is to get the message out. We're praying for the Palmyra Project so they can have the resources to write, develop, 
translate. You know why? Because the mission is to get the message out. You see, all of this that we do is driven to the mission to get the message out. So as far back as Isaiah, charged with the same thing. The mission is to get the message out. So he says, O Jerusalem, O Zion, verse 9, that bring us good tidings, get up thee to a high mountain. O Jerusalem, bring us good tidings, lift up thy voice with strength, lift it up, be not afraid, say unto the cities of Judah, behold your God. So the mission, the message, how do we get that out? Well, here he says, go to the highest mountain and shout. None of us climb mountains today. I've climbed some hills, but we're not climbing mountains, are we? So how do we get that message out if we're not going to climb to the highest mountain? Well, think of it in these terms. If your neighbor's house is burning, how would you tell them their house is on fire? If there was a great sale that they were giving away, buy one, get two TVs, how many people would you tell? When I was a kid, when the ice cream truck came through, Mr. Softy came through, the whole neighborhood knew because some people were running down the street, ice cream! See, these were all different methods of how we were getting that message out. See, that's shouting out the message. So we send kids to the wilds. We have kids that can't right now. We used to do Saturday morning evangelism before the, in the BC days, before COVID. We have programs here at the church that we invite people to. In fact, we invite people to church. But because we don't have a pastor, our ship still sails. The mission is still the message. See, we're without excuse because we're, by virtue of the fact that we're sitting here, we've gotten the message. I want to believe that people who come to prayer meeting to pray understood and continue to understand the message that salvation is in God. So, beloved, this is a familiar message to you. I know it is. It really is. It's a reminder to bring us back to center. It's a reminder, if you will, to encourage us to keep it moving. It's a reminder, if you will, that we all have responsibility to move that mission, to move that message. Because if you fail at mission, you fail your mission, there's consequences. So if you ever served in the military, you get orders that are cut that got to be done. When you move through maneuvers, you have a mission that must be completed till the last breathing man, last man standing. In fact, when you send out runners, 
As long as there's breath, they say, the message goes through. So we have a mission that can't be failed. The mission is that we all have flowers, all have grass. We will all die. Your friends, your family, your children, your loved ones will all die. Have you performed, have you executed your mission in shouting out that news? Behold, the Lord God will come with strong hand and his arm shall rule him. Behold, his reward was with him and his work before him. He shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with his arms and carry them into his bosom and shall gently lead those that are with the young. That's our mission. For a fine thing, if you could turn me, 1 Peter chapter 1. <clears throat> First Peter chapter one, verses 23 to 25, where Peter, just a few years later, says the exact same thing. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abide forever. Get this, for all flesh is has grass, and all glory of man has a flower of grass. The grass wither and the flower thereof fall for white. But the word of the Lord endure forever. And this is the word by which the gospel is preached unto you. So first Peter, Peter crystallizes it in simpler contemporary terms. He said, we will all die and we will all die because sin reigns. But because of the word that was preached to you, the message you got, you will not perish. Beloved, the mission is the same message, the same mission that we are all charged with. From young to old, from new Christian to mature Christian, we are all charged to cry this out. Amen? Thank you. <clears throat> Dear God, we, again, we thank you for these moments in your word, Lord. Give us the strength, God, to be faithful to the call that you've placed on us. Give us the strength, God, to do that very thing that Jesus left his disciples with that charge. Give us the strength, God, to share of the gospel that we were so excited about when we first heard it. That we will continue to have that zeal, continue to have that concern. Father, we know that sin still reigns. The penalty of sin is death. 
but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. So, Father, we thank you that you've loved us and reached down and grabbed us. And we pray, Lord, that we can lead others to that same way because the mission is the same. Same mission, same message. Amen. Any? Thank you. Uh, do not miss the first verse of that chapter he was in. I just happened to look up, and I am so glad that I did when he was preaching that. Comfort ye, comfort ye my people, saith the Lord, or saith your God. This isn't just share the gospel because y'all are a bunch of sinners who need to go to heaven. I mean, yes, we are sinners. Yes, we need God. But this is a message of comfort. And in fact, that next verse says, speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem. I love this. I wish we had this in English. The way God and Isaiah would have said it is literally speak to the heart of Jerusalem. Like, like you would with a lover, like you would with a spouse, like you would when you're dating someone. Speak tenderly to their heart. That is what God is considering this message of taking the gospel to someone. Is He's talking about it like it's that same love story that two kids in love would say to each other. So yes, we're sinners in need of a savior, but this is what people desperately want and just don't realize it in a way. The Bible says God put eternity in their hearts. They're looking for something, and it's what we got. Our job is just to help them connect those dots to see what you want is what Jesus is offering. So thank you, Brother Tony. That is a challenge, but also a comfort to us and to them. So even in a time that we might not think is comforting, God has a comforting message to us. So amen. Remember uh, Ladies Bible Study, Baptism Sunday, and be praying for the kids at camp. They still have a couple days there uh, that those last, usually, because I work there, I work not at that camp, but at the Wilds, Wednesday is kind of when the walls start coming down a lot of times. If a kid comes in there with some... Uh, some baggage or they don't want to talk Wednesday is kind of when they start getting a little more open. Uh, so be praying that God will do a work in these last couple days there, that they are there. Have a great week. We will see you all on Sunday. You're dismissed. Thanks again for watching us online today. If you haven't done so already, please fill out a digital connection card so we know how to better serve you this week. For encouragement throughout your week, you can listen to past sermons by searching Open Bible Baptist Church on the Apple Podcast or Google Play Store. If you'd like to give today, you could give online at openbiblenj.org. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll see you on the next broadcast.